You're listening to the Enneagram and Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Harden, and I'm so glad you showed up for our relationship chat today, as well as for you and your people. We're all about living intentionally here so you can experience joy and balance in your relationships once again or for the very first time. Be sure you hang with us on our social media platforms. And if you like research like I do, make sure you check out our website at enneagramandmarriage.com for our weekly newsletter, freebies, and so much more, as well as at Instagram and Facebook. We have so many goodies to share with you. Let's dive right in together. Hello, and welcome to another episode of E&M. We're so glad to have you here. And we are all about seasons right now. We are talking about them all month long. We're calling them eras. We are in the Littles era all week with our awesome two guests we have this week. But we're leading off the way with Kayla Craig. She's a prolific author who has made great waves in the liturgies for parents space. You may have been following her on her large Instagram or on her website, Liturgies for Parents. Everything, of course, in the show notes for you. But right here, right now, we get to talk about her love story. She's in an 8-8 marriage. We get to talk about her very large family and their very interesting life in uh, a beautiful convent. I will let her tell you more about this. It's so interesting. But her and her husband have a beautiful family. And yet, she gets it with us that every season is sacred even while it's hard. And so, you know, I like to ask hard questions. So I do ask her just, this is your expertise, Kayla, help us on the days we're falling apart when we don't feel like we're thriving in the moments when everything's just wondering, how are we even going to survive, much less connect with God? And I know and maybe you know this too, that that is the most centralizing, uh, redeeming place we can land is to be able to say, everything's okay. I'm releasing to God. And we know that even when we do our Enneagram work, that's the goal. So to get to talk to somebody who has shared prayers with us that have been born out of hard times and faithfulness of still connecting with God and reaching out for God gives us a way to do that too, because we love to learn from each other, right? We each have a gift to share. So I'm so thankful and excited. Also, congrats to Kayla on her lunch week. I know this is very exciting, and I know that she's going to be doing all the mom life too at the same time. So holding out some prayers for her. Of course, I'm thinking of, I'm going to be doing the same thing. So I know she's already done it before. And I'm like, wow, just how beautiful that she stepped into this work so that we can truly be blessed by it. So I'm so grateful and also want to remind you that if you are trying to figure out how you can get emotionally close to your spouse, we have another great guest coming on to do that just on Wednesday. So stay present with us, uh, but also really just allow yourself this chance to take some deep breaths right here, right now to ground yourself. We often do this on our Wednesday special pods, but just reminding you that when you are getting the best nutrition and sleep and also just the best fitness as well, now you open up your window of tolerance. But hopefully one of the ways you do that is even through me co-regulating you a bit here where you get to just land and know that this is a safe place that in this season of life, we have this cool thing where we can podcast across the world together and we can connect even in that way. So let this time 
be healing to you. Let this conversation with Kayla be uplifting and hope filled for you. And if you are a parent who is looking for a way to connect with God in uh, a meaningful fashion, understand that when we talk about liturgies, we don't just mean some remote practice that's going to make you have to be just like everybody else, but a way to connect with other people who are crying out to God sometimes in desperation, a way to allow somebody who has thought about the rhythms that have helped her during desperate times and share those with us to help lead you. So that's my hope for you today on this episode. Absolutely geeked out with you about our book coming in a couple weeks, and we have some fun episodes planned for that time. So stay tuned. We will not land there and then jump up. We will stay for a while. But before we get there, let's really be where we're at, which is back to school seasons for many of you and really allowing you to settle in well. And if this is not you, but just a friend, think about a friend you might be able to bless with Kayla's uh, resources because she really has so many. And like I said, she caught me on a day when I really felt like I needed to hear you are doing your best before me, child, and I I see you. And, and that's how I felt with God after I read her work. So it came to me in an experiential way. I'm sharing it with you today, and I hope you really enjoy our conversation together. Kayla, we are so happy to have you on the Enneagram and Marriage Pod. Thank you so much for joining us. I am so thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Well, it was just my joy to get to be fed, honestly, by your beautiful writing recently and then to be with you on your book tour launch week. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful that we connected. I feel like we have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yes. I know our audience and me, we're just like all here with our cups of tea and just wait for coffee (laughs) or wherever you're at in your day. Like we need to be fed. So thank you. I know Christianity Today calls your page an essential parenting resource. So guys, everything of hers is in the show notes. If you slip out at any time in our conversation, make sure you grab Kayla's beautiful writing. Cause like I said, that's what fed me and led me to you one weary parenting evening. So tell us about yourself and about your wonderful outreach. Yeah. So I'm a writer. I'm a journalist by trade. I'm a parent to four kids and you know, it's a lot. Parenting is a lot. And the past few years have been a lot. And in the beginning of 2020, I created an Instagram because I thought, man, we are so weary, not knowing what we had coming down the pipeline with a global pandemic and like so much going on. So I created an Instagram account just to process my own um, kind of prayers and wonderings. And I shared them and I realized that other parents were connecting because we were so weary and we didn't have the words. And sometimes we just need to borrow the words of others. So I created the account Liturgies for Parents, which um, a book spawned off of that to light their way, which is a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. I have a weekly podcast that just offers like kind of contemplative minute to breathe and reset. And um, yeah, now I have a new book coming out. So that's a little bit, you know, summary about kind of how this journey has taken me. 
Oh my gosh. What a brave journey because it's so hard sometimes. And, and even four and eight, because I know some people are thinking already, like the stories we tell are, well, eights can do this. And, you know, she has all the capacity and she's an eight wing seven. And yet I want to remind everyone watching or listening that eights don't like vulnerability. So that took a lot for you probably to get your stuff out there. Yes. Yes. And I've noticed that the that the braver I am, the more courageous I am in actually showing those, those really kind of parts of myself that feel very vulnerable. Those seem to be the prayers that resonate the most with others. Right. And so that has been a real opportunity to learn and to grow. And, you know, in 2020, life was really hard. I did not have a lot of margin. We had four kids that were home. Two of my kids were have compromised immune systems. One has significant disabilities. And so when I say like we were home, we were home. We were like not with any family. We were not with any friends. I was working from home. My husband was working from home. Like we were so lonely and isolated and scared. And I know everyone was, but we just had this extra layer because we had just gone through a very scary um, time with my daughter being in the hospital from a virus. And it wasn't even, you know, something that was as significant as what we were going through. So Mm -hmm. I was really low when I was starting um, to write those and feeling so um, depleted. And I never thought that the words would, you know, resonate with others because I was just, I needed a a space to share. Yeah. And you're really, you're really speaking to us to say, sometimes we don't have the words. And I know for those who share our faith, I really enjoy the practice of knowing the Holy Spirit has groans for us when we can't get that out. But sometimes I also, especially in that um, ENFP space, I'll use Myers-Briggs language for a moment. Um, sometimes I need to extrovert my my words out in the world and interject them. And I know there's a lot of verbal processors watching or listening. So um, tell us a little bit about what, I want to hear all the family stories too, but tell us for a moment what liturgies mean when some of our audience might not be familiar with that word. Yeah. Well, there's lots of different, you know, we all kind of define that differently, but to me, they're like the shared words of the people, right? So we get to pray something that somebody has already prayed. Somebody might be praying right now and somebody's going to pray in the future. And so we get to have this shared communal Mm. experience and there's so many different ways, you know, that we can enter prayer. But to me, liturgy is even if you're physically alone, you're not alone. You know, we have this great cloud of witnesses. We have this, this kind of communal space that we're entering into. And just a reminder that like, when we're weary, when we have no more words of our own, like there will be people to hold us up, you know? And so that's why I say when I write prayers, you know, and into like their way or in every season sacred, like they're not mine, like they're ours, they're yours. Mm, Thank you. That's really helpful. And it really, like you said, pandemic and beyond, it helps us to say, like, even if we're on social media or many of us, myself included, work from home most of the time now. So what does this mean for us? Can we still have community? And you're reminding us through the weary moments of parenting, there are collective voices around us also echoing the prayers. And even just reading your prayers, quite honestly, has helped me to uh, just feel uplifted. So there's something that comes from that. Um, So thank 
thank you. And then also tell us about your family and your marriage. I know you guys live in a convent and it's remodeled. I can't wait to hear the story. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we have four kids. Uh, my husband and I have been married for 15 years and we've um, really had a gift of growing together and journeying together, which has been really beautiful. Um, our family has grown via uh, birth and adoption. Um, so we have kids between the ages of seven and 13. Um, there's never a dull moment. Our kids have a lot of different varied personalities, um, preferences, abilities, disabilities. So um, there's a lot going on all the time. And um, kind of actually in that pandemic time when we had so much space to just kind of think about like, what, where are, where's our family going? What are our values? What do we want our kids to experience as a family unit? Um, we really felt the pull to move back to our small town. Well, our hometown, which is smaller than the big, you know, capital city that we had been in. This is more like a mid-sized city. Um, that's very like working class. It's very socioeconomic and racially diverse. And for us, that was a value. Um, we wanted our kids to be raised in a neighborhood with all sorts of people. And we wanted to get to know our neighbors. And we just weren't experiencing that in the context that we had lived in like a more suburban setting. And we just kind of felt like, I think this change for us right now is the right thing. And I fell in love with this gorgeous, beautiful, big old house that was a, a convent for the Sisters of Mercy. And I felt like when I walked in, I could feel a sense of that peace. I could feel like there's stories in this house. Um, we can create our own stories here. We can open the doors and um, make it a space that is welcoming and warm um, to, to our literal neighbors, to our friends and our family. Um, and so it's been really, um, really fun. It's hard to keep clean, <laughs> but it's very fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm sure the sisters felt the same way. <laughs> yes. And you know, what was really special is that, uh, we were able to contact one of the last living sisters. Um, and she did not live that far from where we are. So we invited her and she took us through a tour of the whole home and her mind was so sharp. She remembered who lived in what room and like told us hilarious stories of like shenanigans that they got into. And they were all teachers at this local school and they were young. And oh. it was, it was so, so oh. neat. Oh my gosh, she really brought it to life for you to hear yes. the richness and the prayers yes. and the love and the craziness shared in the home before your family. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure the legacy continues with all the big personalities and just all the love and craziness the right. family brings across seasons as we're talking about seasons all month here this September. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us about your husband's type and how the two of you met too. Yeah. So my husband is an eight with a seven wing, which is the same as me. And I know that's weird and rare. Yeah. Um, we met in high school in a theater arts class. So we were both pretty outgoing, extroverted. Um, we came from very different backgrounds and experiences. He grew up in a very um, strict kind of Baptist pastor's family. He had been homeschooled for a lot of his life. I did not grow up in that context, um, but we were friends. And then, you know, 
I, I realized that he had asked me on a date. I thought we were hanging out. Now we call it the date that wasn't a date, right? Or I was like, okay, well, yeah, I'll go to a movie with you, not realizing that, you know, he was trying to, to get something going. But um, it's been really, really special to learn and to grow together, different subtypes. And I that really explains so much for yeah. us and for me, because sometimes you might not think that we are the same, same. any number yeah. um because I'm a social the social sub- subtype of an eight so yeah. like I might seem very nurturing and um you know as a woman I might project differently than what you think of like a typical yeah. you know Enneagram eight angry man or something yeah. um and you might think he's more easygoing but he's kind of that one-on-one type where it's like he will you know figure things out one-to-one and I am like how is the system affecting the vulnerable and I will go toe to toe with them. So like, I'm fine until you're hurting somebody that is not able for whatever reason to defend them Mm. themselves. And, um, so that, that really unlocked a lot for me, uh, Mm. when I was like going deep into the subtypes. Um, yeah. I love that. And I think our audience, most of the listeners and watchers have uh, a lot of familiarity with that. And so I think people really relate to you that sometimes when you look at the deeper instincts, you can really see healing for your marriage in a different way and understanding for each other and balance. And we actually here on this podcast believe that uh, the instincts are even at the same level or a greater level than the type. Mm -hmm. Um, So we just love that you shared that level with us. Um, Mm -hmm. And so with him being one-to-one and you being social, um, what's a way that you've worked on your marriage to just try to make sure that you guys can balance those out together so that you get enough of both. Yeah. I feel like one thing that has, I'm really grateful for is we have so much shared language that I don't have to explain things Mm. to him. If like Mm. my instinct is kicking in or like, you know, we might know somebody who um, feels like really hurt by a conversation. Whereas like if me and my husband have that conversation, there aren't really hurt feelings because we have that shared understanding and love. And so I feel really grateful that like, there's so much that we never really have to unpack because we have this like kind of a similar understanding and experience of the world, but I will share. So my daughter has a lot of health needs and she recently had a really tough experience at a hospital where like at the very last minute they canceled her surgery and it was this whole terrible thing. It was the hospital had messed up. And so like, for me, I was like, heads will roll, right? Like, Mm -hmm. my my sweet daughter who has Down syndrome, who doesn't understand what's going on, um, has had to go through all of this, you know? And like, to me, it was like, you need to be held accountable, right? And my Mm -hmm. husband was a little bit like more chill about it. And, and I felt this part of me that was like, you're not, you don't care. You don't care. You're not, you're not pushing back enough. And I had to remember, this is like, this is what activates me a hundred percent. And I had to remember, it's not that he doesn't care or that he's passive about this. It's just that I really do feel like God made me. Mm -hmm. Um, 
to care deeply about these types of things. And he cares deeply about other things too. And it's not that he didn't care. So I had to remember that, like, for me, this is the one thing that really like Mm. propels me. Um, and I had to remember like, it's, yeah, it's not that he doesn't care. Um, it's just that there's a difference in our personality and how we're going to go about, um, finding a solution. Yes. And you named very well that that main instinct driver for you is really healthy and it needs, of course, sometimes it can be over the top like all of us, um, but that you are also naming that this is your gift to the world. And so while you're grateful that you both have this eight language of like, there's not as many hurt feelings and you can really Mm -hmm. unpack and do a lot of deep diving together very quickly. Mm -hmm. uh, There's this other part of you that's different that you have to really say to yourself, okay, I'm going to be really gifted here. This is literally what God made me to do, but he has a very different gift in the one-to-one space. So for me to expect him to do that isn't realistic, or at least to my level. Um, Although hopefully we always hope here on this podcast over time that people will grow and develop towards one another bit by bit. Now, um, what do you feel like, um, how does that self-pres relate to both of you since that's neither the driver for either of you? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I think that we are very um, outwardly focused people, you know, so sometimes we're not always aware with how we necessarily feel on the inside. So that self-pres of like, you know, protection, we don't always have that strength yeah. necessarily, you know, yes, so, yes. and that's a, that can be, you know, there's, there's both benefit yeah. and detriment there. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of interesting because I have friends who are Enneagram eights who are self-present. I'm like, well, I thought I understood eights because I'm an eight and my husband's an eight, but your, your life looks very different, you know? So it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And I love that you have friends who can kind of roll that with, you know, roll off each other just to say like, oh, okay, this is something that um, I've heard it said that it's a good meeting space sometimes, like neither of you are that instinct. So you can meet really well there where you each take your time mm-hmm. to yourself and replenish and even your liturgies for parents and all these, you know, beautiful sacred seasons that we're learning from you come probably from you hiding away and coming back to that place. And yet also, um, sometimes I know for Wes and I, where we don't meet, which is our sexual subtype, uh, we do meet there. We have kids, <laughs> we meet there, but like, it's not our first, like right. I self-pres a little bit more, but a sexual is very close for me. And then mm-hmm. he's very social like you. So mm-hmm. I have to be like, I, I don't even know this cause I'm going, going in my self-pres. And then I'm like, I need a date really bad. Like mm-hmm. I need time with you because we're going to drift if we don't get that. So for us, it's like, it's a blind spot, but it's also a meeting space. And I didn't know if you ever had that where you're like, yeah, after we get our personal time, we're really replenished and then we can come back together. That's really thoughtful. I feel like I haven't thought of it like that, but now that you said that, I'm going to be thinking Ooh. about that. I think that like unlocks something. Yeah. That's Ooh, your vibes. I'm- it's like, you know what you're talking about. Who would have oh thought? my gosh. Well, I am so nerdy. I nerd out on this. So, and I'm so glad I have my people who do the same thing and we're all yes. together and you're teaching us. So let's get back to all you have to share with us. But that was so fascinating to hear about your family and especially the convent. Um, Okay. So (laughs) I wanted to ask you, we often forget just how much God and 
truly on this podcast. I'm so happy we're talking about God today because he's so the uh, foundation for everything I do, but I often forget in my headspace to even talk about it. But um, like God is in that rhythm of parenting with us across the seasons. How do you feel like God's been part of all of this whole journey for you? Um, because I just think many of us need that grounding and we can forget and get busy. I think that's so true. And I'm such a forward thinking person, right? Like my orientation to time is always like looking ahead. And I think that as I've really walked with God on my spiritual journey, and as I have done this deep work of parenting, that I have been pulled into the present. Right. And and constantly the kids are reminding me with their needs, with their joys, with their struggles, with yeah. the things they're telling me, with just their physical presence is that God is right here, right now. And yes, I experience God when I'm all alone and I'm writing, but I also experience God in the chaos of changing a diaper or playing catch with my teenage son, you know, like God is present everywhere. And so I think as I've, you know, journeyed through parenting and kind of had these different ages and stages and developmental um, periods and, and seasons of life, that that God is with me in all of it. And that that is really what I'm learning and what I hope to invite other people into is that like we don't just experience the glory of God in the sanctuary. We don't just experience the peace of Christ um, when we're having like contemplative time or whatever. We think, you know, that, well, spirituality or faith is for that person, but my parenting life is chaos. So I guess that's just not for me. Instead, it's what about if we flipped the script and had a different understanding of God's presence and maybe God is with us right now and my child picking the dandelion or the tears that we have because we're grieving, you know, the loss of a loved one or whatever it is. What about if we realize that God was right here all along? Mm, My gosh. I think you're just speaking to those of us who have these hearts that don't like the polarity that puts God in a corner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm one of those people that's like, wait a minute. I I didn't know God wasn't with us. I thought he was with us all the time. And so, um, you know, pray perpetually, pray continually as we hear in Thessalonians. And I think that you're really speaking to that, that all of life can be a prayer. So even my question to you that I kind of just shared, but I also wanted to forward with us was, you know, how do you stay grounded in your prayer rhythms? And I feel like you're, you're starting to answer that question for me, that you're Mm -hmm. inviting God into your every moment. And I, and that's what touched me about your prayers, but tell Mm -hmm. us more if you have particular rhythms too, or if you just are speaking to God throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have, I've started to do that. And part of that practice is having a disabled daughter that is in diapers, Mm -hmm. you know, longer than what other um, kids, you know, might be in diapers in that, act of getting on the floor and changing a diaper to a child that's continuing to grow for me is a reminder to pray because it's hard, you know, because I wish that she didn't have to go through this. I wish I didn't have to go through this. I have that part of my brain that's looking ahead and is worried and feels like, how am I going to do this as she gets older and I get older? 
Um, and that has been a rhythm for me to remember to pray and honestly, to remember to take a breath and breath prayers have been a great practice for me. And I think they're a great practice for all parents in all different seasons of life, because who doesn't need the reminder to breathe? (laughs) Who doesn't need the reminder to exhale and then think about who does it, who gives me this breath? Who fills the air in my lungs. It's God and God is with me right now. And so having those little short prayers that you can pray on an inhale and then let go on an exhale have been great because I'm tired all the time. You know, like a lot of people are like, oh, eights have boundless energy. Like, no, I'm so tired all the time, you know? Um, And sometimes that's all, that's all we can do. So that has been a good practice for me. And in every season sacred, there's a little chapter for each week of the year and they're not like dated or anything. So it's not a, like, I don't want to like push up this on people. It's more like if it's a resource to you, but in each of those little mini chapters, there's a breath prayer that takes So you can have a breath prayer for each week for the whole year. And they all kind of follow the different natural seasons, kind of the church seasons. So maybe in an early spring, the breath prayers kind of go along with Lent and then Easter, or, you know, in winter, you might have kind of Advent themes and going into Christmas. Um, But there's also themes of like, Mm -hmm. uh, January, February, a lot of us struggle with some sort of seasonal depression, right? So breath prayers for that. And just kind of, these are breath prayers that you can take and make your own throughout the different rhythms um, of your life. So that has been really helpful to me. And I've heard um, from from my readers that like, oh gosh, I can't sit down and pray a long prayer right now. But what I can pray is a tiny little breath prayer. You can share it with your kids if you want. It's so simple, so easy. I take a lot of them from scripture because like we don't have to reinvent the wheel, you know, like a lot of them right there for us to take. Um, We also love just turning to the Lord's prayer. And I tell parents, you know, you don't have to overthink prayers at bedtime. Mm. Um, You can always just pray the Lord's prayer with each other, you know? And I feel like I'm, I experience it anew all the time when I pray that prayer. And so um, there's that, but in every season sacred, in those kind of mini chapters, I also offer two little prayers that you can pray with your kids. So to light their way is all prayers coming from the perspective of the parent, right? And they're a little more poetic. They're a little longer. They're a little more liturgical. And I heard, we love these. And also, can you make prayers that we can share with our kids? So in every season Mm -hmm. sacred, there's little prayers that kind of follow these different themes and rhythms. Hey, there's one that's like a younger version or maybe for developmentally, you know, more beginning stages. And then there's one that's still short, but a little more liturgical, maybe for older kids. And so I just want to resource parents to, to what feels good for them in whatever season of life they're in and that their kids are in um, to like pick and pull and find what works for you. Oh man, I love that. And I really see that part of you that is growing in terms of even eightness of knowing, you know, God surprises us in our lives and it's not all, um, you know, polarized. Like sometimes there's going to be one day that week where you're able to pray this way. And the next day is just breath prayers. Mm -hmm. And so you're offering us the sneak peek into the book, but also, yay, it's here this week. Uh, but but also just 
your own life. Like you do have this, you know, oh, she's an author and she lives in this gorgeous convent and, you know, she's got four kids and a husband and they're high school sweethearts and there's so much happiness there. But then you're saying, oh, I'm on the floor changing a diaper. It's hard. I don't see the end. Some days I'm just doing that. And I think that's where a lot of listeners and viewers are relating is to mm-hmm. say like, we are just there sometimes as parents. And, and so, and I think even if you're not a parent listening, you're there sometimes where you're like, I don't have it in me today to open my Bible, but I could join the prayers of the people, or I could just remember to breathe. And I was reading recently how babies naturally breathe. But then we forget to take those deep, nice breaths. So thank you for even just reminding listeners right now, you can draw a really nice deep breath. And when you say breath prayers, do you mean sometimes you can just breathe in a word and then breathe out a different word? Because I've heard different people say it differently. Yeah. And and that's so true. There's so many different ways to do it. For me, what I do is a short phrase in and a short phrase out. And it can even just be a couple words. So it might be, oh, God you are with me, you know, kind of going back to that theme, but just something that kind of helps you, you know, go back to what we knew as babies and we've unlearned as grownups. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's so true. And um, thank you. Yeah. You're bringing us closer to what is real, what is grounded and also what is in the heavens too, not just the ideal, but the realities of God is with us and in it all. Um, so I'm really excited to talk about every season sacred. Um, I also want to differentiate between that and your former book. Can you tell us a little bit about both and what we can expect differently? You already started to do that, but I wanted to make sure because <laughs> some of our listeners might want to grab the other book as well. Yes. So to light their way is a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. So it is, it is a book of, I would call them modern prayers. They are kind of written with a lot of white space with a lot of margin. They're an invitation for you to kind of breathe. Um, And they go through different sections, right? So there might be milestones or there might be, you know, prayers for a weary world, kind of those prayers of lament or grief or injustice. Um, There are prayers for transitions, right? Your kids starting school. Yeah, there's big changes happening. You're moving, you're starting a new job, kind of all of these different times. There's times for ordinary moments where it's like mercy in the mundane or reading together or creating together, going on a walk. There's, you know, prayers for when your teen starts driving and it's like, how is this happening? You know, there's so many different changes. So um, there are different, there's about seven different sections of the book and you can just flip to what works for you and some of the prayers people turn to again and again so maybe it's holidays and holy days and they always pray these prayers at at Christmas or for a birthday or it's a very ecumenical book so there are prayers you know for all different denominations within the the circle of the Christian faith there's prayers for like if your baby um, is getting dedicated or somebody in your family is getting baptized, um, adoption, birth, pregnancy, pregnancy loss, you know, so many different things. And, and I brought my journalist background there of talking with others because I haven't experienced all of these things. And I wanted to make sure these aren't the prayers of Kayla. These are prayers of the people as much as I can offer. So that is to light their way. And it has been such a gift to hear that people, once they get the book, they buy more and give it away. Um, And like, you know, give it to new parents or give it to parents that are starting a new season. Um, 
so it has been it has been really um a gift to mm-hmm. see that 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 book out into the world and then from that I started thinking about what's next you know and I started thinking about what if I could resource the soul of a parent so mm-hmm. that they can care for the soul of their family and not just live live into their values, but live them out, right? So being changed on the inside, cared for on the inside, so that you can actually live into those values that you do care about, but maybe don't know how to begin to actually live into those rhythms. So um, this is a book for the whole year. It's for both you as a parent and then you and your kids, right? So yeah. they're each week has conversation questions that are very open-ended and it's not, they're not like Bible study questions. They're literally just like, when did you feel lonely last? What mm-hmm. happened? Who helped you feel seen? How do you think we could help people in our community who are feeling lonely? You know what I mean? So they follow those same themes. Um, and I kind of bring that journalist background again, where I'm like, we're not just going to ask, how's your day, right? That's like yeah. a conversation. Ender. We're, and I know it's hard in the moment to think of those questions. So I'm like, you know what? I'm super nosy. I'm super curious. So I'll make those questions and you can use them, how they work for your um, season of life. And um, I'm really, I'm really excited about it. I think it's a resource for the soul of the parent and the soul of a family, especially Mm -hmm. if like, maybe you're in a space where you haven't, you know, haven't found a worshiping space that feels good or safe to you. Or maybe you're in the process of asking your own questions about faith and you're not even sure like where you stand. And yet you want to bring your kids into some sort of relationship Mm -hmm. with God. Um, So I, I hope that it's a resource for a lot of people who are kind of in this stage of parenting, um, maybe are pulling apart the seams of, of their faith and their understanding of the world. And yet there's no pause button when we're parents, right? We don't get to just stop, figure out what we believe, and then come back in and teach our kids. Like we're all doing this at real in real time. So I hope it's an invitation to learn together and to grow together. Hmm. Oh, it sounds like it. It sounds so lovely that you are putting us all in the space of like, we're all in process. We're all on the journey. We're all changing seasons all the time so that it's not just about this linear, like you better help your kids. It's you need to be given life. And I see all of the different instincts in your book because it's the self-pres, but it's also the one-to-one with your child. And then I love how your questions also allow you to say, you know, if you have felt lonely, we really see your mission as the social aid. Like how can we love others, even in our community, even though we're tired, we can be breath praying. We can be inviting ourselves to uh, just be in the moment versus like you said, always future. Um, And I also see in your prayers, I hope eights listening can hear this, that, that you're releasing some of the, uh, the fixation or the, uh, you know, the vice of the eight too, and saying, I'm not going to fixate on vengeance. I'm going to release that to God. And I'm going to do my part to bring justice so that there's a both. And mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah. A lot of eights don't connect with faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know that releasing that to God brings them back to their virtue of childlike innocence. 
Right. Yes. And I think I, I come back to that so much in my writing is like, I'm a child being taken care of by God. I don't have to be strong. I don't have to be in control. Like in my truest self, I am beloved child of God. And I feel like I come back to that so much in my writing. It's like, God, you parent me. You love me. You want to take care of me. And I think so much of us are so strong for so many others. And like for me, prayer is when I can come back and remind of who I am and my truest self. Yes. And that you're allowed to have some boundaries and take time for your writing and your depths with God. And any one of us who are, you know, big energy people, and then those who feel lost, forgotten, lonely, everyone needs to come back to that space. So thank you so much for sharing this meaningful work with us guys. It truly came through the five senses for me to just connect with her writing. And that's just been such a gift. Uh, I'm not always in the five senses. So just to be pulled into that viscerally with you and then to let it feed my soul. Thank you, Kayla. I hope our listeners will also grab your new beautiful book uh, and also your other book if they would like that as well. How can everybody get in touch with you and find out more about how they can really learn from you? Yeah. So, well, we met on Instagram, so it's fitting that I spent a lot of time there. Liturgies for parents on Instagram, F-O-R. That's where I share all sorts of prayers. You can borrow them, make them your own, share them, save them, whatever. And then KaylaCraig.com is where you can connect with me. I love hearing from people. Um, I don't want to just write in a silo, right? Like I want to connect um, with other real life parents and people who are walking through these same things. And you can find other writing that I've done or connect with me in other ways. So those are the easiest. And then my personal Instagram, where you can see like pictures of my family and stuff is Kayla underscore Craig. So. Oh, thank you for the personal touch too. And also I connected with you first through your newsletter and that's available at KaylaCraig.com, right? Yes. So, yep. And, and that's kind of, I share a care package of prayers is what I call them. Okay. And um, I yeah, that care like, I don't yeah, know how like, I got in your newsletter. Like maybe somebody subscribed to you. That doesn't need a care that. package. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we need our care packages. It's like everyone is probably back in school, but you're still finding your rhythms. You're still getting used to this new scene. And so this is such a gift to you guys and has been such a gift to me. So thank you, Kayla. We're so excited to partner with you here and to um, bless the world with your beautiful book. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for the thoughtful questions and for just the, the good work that you're putting out into the world to resource people. Thank you. Guys, I hope you were so touched by Kayla. Yes, I geeked out on instincts with her. Hopefully that didn't deter you. I so love her book, her words, her gift. It's very evident that she has uh, not been just walking the walk from a place of easy parenting at all, even if we had thought maybe at the beginning of the interview that she was. Now we know this is full, rich life, just like yours, just like mine, where there's complexities and that we can walk together in prayer and faith. So thank you for joining us for this. Make sure you follow Kayla at Instagram, her website, everything's in the show notes. And of course, we'll be seeing you very soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you again. Again for listening with us. It was so wonderful to have you. I love knowing we're doing this journey together, not perfectly, but with love, grace, and hopefully some fun too. If you love today's episode, make sure you leave us a five-star review at Apple Podcast or Spotify so others can find it too. Visit our show notes so you can get all the links from today's show, as well as enneagramandmarriage.com, the Instagram, 
the Facebook, and all over the place. Make sure you spread the word. Love living intentionally with you. Bye-bye.